Welcome to Masters of Self University Podcast, your highest source of sacred truths and universal wisdom. Hello, beautiful souls. I'm Rachel Fiore, mystic, spiritual teacher, psychic healer, and founder of Masters of Self University. Join our journey of soul transformation as we deep dive into this latest episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Masters of Self University podcast. I'm Ellie Lee. And I'm Donnie Moley. And welcome to another episode. We're so excited to have you here today. Um, we're very excited. Again, a lot of excitement today because uh, our, our favorite person in the world is here. <laughs> Spiritual healer and psychic healer. Uh, please give it up for Rachel Fiore. Hello, beautiful souls. Hello, hello. Uh, Rachel, we're so happy that you're here with us today because we're talking about a topic that I think we really need to just pin down and understand, and that is the topic of self-love, uh, which is something that uh, I didn't know until I was 32. I'm 34 now, so you, you get it. Uh, can you talk to us about what truly is radical self-love? Sure. Let's dive into that. I think the most important thing to understand for people, number one, first and foremost, love is not a feeling. It is a way of being. Mm. It is not a feeling. Stop trying to, oh, I know it's love because of how I feel. That's a lot of crap. It doesn't mean that a feeling cannot arise out of love what love is. But we need to understand the definition of what love even is before we can ever begin to quote unquote love ourselves or anybody else. Right? So it's love isn't a feeling, it's a way of being. The beingness of love are, you know, the the way of responsibility, the way of surrender, the way of patience, the way of presence, the way of gentleness and harmlessness. It is the kindness. It is the acts of selfless service. The beingness of love knows how to set healthy, loving boundaries Mm. for myself, for other people, for certain situations. It is a way of being. It is not a feeling. So people try to seek, oh, I want to feel this way. Well, you're dancing all around what love actually is, and you're, you're missing out on the power of love when you don't understand it's how I'm showing up in the world. What is my energy right now? How am I showing up in the world? Am I coming from the beingness of divine love or my shadow self, my little ego, my programs, my wounds? Because I want to feel differently. Well, that's powerlessness right there. That's not love. Love is power. Power is love. They are not anything different. They are one and the same. Okay. Wow. Hot start today. Love it. (laughs) Just coming in. Just coming in. Um, What is it like for you to witness all of the garbage around self-love out in the world? Because, yeah, there's a lot of toxicity. It is. You know, in a lot of ways, it's my heart goes out because people are clueless that they're just delaying their ongoing suffering. They're delaying the the healing that they can actually achieve and experience within themselves. 
They're delaying it. They're continuing to suffer because they're like, oh, love is taking a bubble bath. It's not. <laughs> it's not. No, it isn't. It's that might be nurturing the physical body. That might be some a tool that you use because that beautiful thing, I really need to go take a bubble bath right now, is going to nurture mm. me emotionally, physically, whatever. Beautiful thing. It doesn't mean don't go take a bubble bath. Light the candles put extra, extra bubbles in there, <laughs> make it extra hot, you know, like it, do it. Mm -hmm. That is nurturing the self. That is not the power of love. That's not loving the self. Mm -hmm. And why are you going to go take that bubble bath? Because if you were taking that bath to escape feeling anything or dealing with things, that is the opposite of love. Mm -hmm. We repress everything. Yep. We try to escape. We try to avoid. Mm. That's not love. Mm. None of that is love. So I think where we need to go, what I usually teach is we have to understand what is not love before we actually begin to understand what love truly is. Mm. Okay. So love is not, um, I'm going to put myself last all the time. Oh, look how selfless I am. I'm going to put everybody first. I'm going to put me last. Love doesn't exclude the self. Love is the beingness of oneness. Mm. So if I'm excluding my own needs, if I'm excluding my own nurturing, I am not in love. I am running programs of people pleasing. That's not love. Mm. But look, I'm going to put everybody else. Why are you doing that and posting it all over social media so that you look selfless? That's not love. Mm. You see it? Mm -hmm. it? We don't understand the programs that we run, even when we have quote unquote good intentions. Mm. So it's awakening to the programs that we are running because those programs are not love. We need to transform those. We need to alchemize those, have those not be a part of how we show up anymore. What is left after you do that is the truth of who you are. And that is the beingness of love. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm letting that one sit. Yeah. Yeah. Letting that one sit. There are a lot of people that hate themselves. I think I um, spend a majority of my life treating myself like I was nothing and mm -hmm. giving myself away constantly. Mm hmm. For someone out there who's listening, who wants to taste that, right? To taste and understand self-love. And I think they've probably run around in circles thinking, well, affirmations and this and that. Mm. How does one even step into the path of beginning self-love? It's the willingness to do shadow work. Mm. Because the only thing that is blocking you from experiencing the love that you are because you are a divine being. So the love is in there. It's just blocked by your wounds, your unhealed stuff, the programs that you run. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. So if you have things that are blocking the love from emanating from within you, how do you begin to experience the truth of who you are is to stop faking that you're anything other than Every single thing that gets triggered and activated within you that needs your attention, who needs your attention, needs your divine self, your higher soul's attention, 
The divinity that you are needs to come into that to love it, to heal it, to transmute it, to alchemize it so that that dissolves and you get to experience the truth of who you are. You get to set yourself free. You get to set your human self free from suffering when you're willing to take responsibility for yourself, period. It has to start with acute level of self-awareness and responsibility, doing the real work and not trying to get some five hacks, five hacks that'll get me to love myself is all a bunch of fucking bullshit. Knock that shit off. You don't flip a switch and suddenly you're in love. Like you're the beingness of love. You have to do the shadow work to see where you are not showing up as love in the world. And that process of alchemizing that is just that it's a process. Mm-hmm. So the, this is warrior's work. Mm-hmm. So love, you want to be the beingness of love really and be emotionally free and heal fully. You need to choose to become a warrior. And a warrior doesn't mean you push through and you fight. That's force, that's smallness, that's weakness. Stepping into your true power, becoming the beingness of love, means that you're willing to see your darkness, your ugly, your pain, your everything, Mm. and go deep inside to the core and love that fully. Mm. Feel it because you cannot heal what you don't feel. It's a process. It takes work. It takes willingness and devotion. If you're not ready for that, that is okay. But enjoy your ongoing suffering because nothing heals when you don't go into the darkness and the wounds, into your pain. Nothing heals. You can't transform it unless you go inside of it. Love equals power. Power equals love. All of that is divinity. We're, we're processing. Yeah, that's a, it's a lot to take in, mm. you know, uh, and it's it's so true. Everything that you say is so true. It's beautiful. Mm. Thank you for sharing all that. You know, Rachel, Thank I you. feel like um, what I've what I've learned on on my journey so far is how much I trigger people as I love myself more and as I move through um, myself. And so I would love to get your perspective. Obviously, we are all reflections of each other. But what is it about when someone steps into their light that shakes mm-hmm. the core of somebody? Because the, the amount of bullets I think many of us take is like, well, that wasn't necessary, but we are. And so I would love to hear you know, your whole thing on that. Yeah. So what we don't understand a lot of the time is, you know, all of the, the spiritual bypassers out there who like to teach what they, their misunderstandings of what spirituality is and the journey of awakening is, is they tend to teach that, oh, the more you awaken, like, it's just blissful, positive journey, like positive vibes only, and everybody will love you. Oh, when the law of attraction, then you'll only attract positivity, and it's all fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that right now. All of that is a load of bullshit. And I'll tell you why. Because when you start to step fully into your power, your healed self, When you do that, energetically, whether people are aware of it or not, they will see you stepping into your power and it triggers what they haven't been able to do. Mm. They don't like that. Mm. Okay. So when you step more into your healed self, you step more into your wholeness, your divinity. Yes, it's true that some people 
will come into your energy field. Some people will come and find you and link up with you and connect with you because you're now kind of, you know, vibrating in the same resonance, so to speak. So some of that, of course, that's true and that will happen, but the opposite also happens. You will be quote unquote attacked for being powerful. The shadow self, people's egos want to attack. It covets what it can't be. Mm. And so if people are being dominated by their egoic programs, of course, I want to put you down and make you feel small. That's the only way I feel higher. So there will be more um, union with the souls who are awakening. There will also be more attacks from people who aren't. Mm -hmm. Both are true. Mm. both are true lovely i've got a question um around you know the difference between self-love mm. this beingness of love and what it means to fall in love Ooh. Mm. yeah so most people that most people that fall in love are falling into attachment mm. they fall into attachment that was the next thing I was going to ask about was attachment. They fall into attachment. So the beingness of love would be, I honor myself and I honor this person and, and the divine definitions of those things. I could give three podcasts on that alone. It's that I am honoring myself in this process of connecting with somebody where our triggers are my triggers going to trigger your trigger? Now our triggers are going to trigger each other's triggers and trigger, 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 trigger means we're going to activate each other's stuff, the unhealed stuff. So what people typically think of falling in love again is what I mentioned earlier. It's a feeling. Oh, I'm falling in love because I have this emotion rising up. I had this feeling that I define as love. Mm. The feeling that is there excitement. I can't stop thinking about him or her. They're always on my mind. You know, you start getting a little hornier because you're imagining (laughs) what you want to do with that person because you're attracted to them. You know, it's all that stuff is firing. That's, which is okay. It's not that any of that is wrong or bad, but the truth of it is that's our egoic self coming online and dominating our experience with that person. It's our mental programs coming online. Our emotional programs are coming up. What people don't realize is when you meet another human being, you're attracted because energy is going to connect with other energies. We are nothing but energy. What does that mean? My programs that are inside of me are going to see the programs energetically that are inside of you. And if my low self-worth programs see and sense your low self-worth programs, oh my God, there you are. Oh my God, I think this is the one. I feel it. I feel such a connection. And that's what starts happening. It doesn't mean simultaneously there cannot truly be a soul connection, a deeper connection, and that is happening at the same time. But what really goes on for most people is my programs see your programs and I get to act out my my parent-child wounds with you. And that is the attraction that is happening because we're energy. 
if we are fully healed and whole and we don't have those programs running, they cannot latch on to each other. Mm. See it? So true, the beingness of love, there's an understanding because wisdom comes with love. The wisdom is whatever is there between you and I, I understand that we are here to work this out. And if I am a divinely responsible being, when I get triggered and activated in my pain, I'm going to go inside of my pain and my programs and I'm going to transform that. Thank you, divine soul, for triggering the fuck out of me so I can heal myself more fully. That's love. Mm. Instead of, oh my God, what you did was so wrong. That's bullshit. Mm. You have to heal with me. We have to heal together. Oh no, we have to do. Mm -mm. Mm. That's your fault. I point my finger. I blame. That's not love. Mm. Love is, oh, I see that you are triggering the stuff in me that still needs to be healed. Thank you, divine soul. I think you're a fucking asshole right now. And I'm really pissed off and running the programs of anger and frustration and resistance. I'm totally judging you right now. But those are my programs. I see it for what it is because love is wisdom. And I'm going to go off here, call a timeout, and I'm going to heal my ugly shit so I don't spit in your face. I'll be back in 20 minutes and I'll share with you what I did to heal myself. <laughs> Thank you for triggering me. That's love. Okay. Because what that is, is I love myself enough not to project on you and throw up on you. So yep. let me go do my thing. But it doesn't mean that we don't have this connection or we're, we don't have this bond. I'm just not going to take a shit on you, basically. Yeah. And is that what we like to call conscious partnership? Yes, that is the step in the right direction. Absolutely. Mm. Of what conscious partnership actually is. Mm. Yep. Because I, I truly feel like when you get into something romantical, that's when the question of, do you love yourself? Because yeah. it is so easy to just attach yep. and yes. fall into codependency and fall into yep. share my pain, fix me, love me, yep. validate me. Mm -hmm. But the magic is recognizing that I don't want to do that to you, that I love mm -hmm. myself and I love you enough not to do that. I love you enough not to mm. do that. Mm. I love me enough not to do that. I love you. It's beautiful that you said that mm. because that's real love. Now we're starting to grasp a deeper understanding here of what the beingness of love truly is. Mm. I won't do that to you. Mm. I am in my selflessness. I won't bring you down into my shit. It is my responsibility to heal my shit because here's what I see out in the world right now. Here's the trend that I see. Oh God, people. You are creating such train wrecks. You're creating a plane crash on top of a train wreck. Mm. Ticking time bomb here with what I'm about to say. What I am seeing, people start to, to couple up and they are dating and they're like, oh, we have a conscious relationship. Oh, we, we, we're creating, you know, a sacred relationship here, a divine relationship. And then every single time one of them is triggered, one or both is triggered, they drop in together every single time. Mm big mistake mm -hmm. big mistake because that'll create dependence codependence you got it it enables it creates codependence it's i can't do this myself it keeps mm -hmm. you in weakness and powerlessness so no your number one is oh my god i'm totally triggered right now 
I need to call a timeout, a loving timeout to go heal myself right now. And then I'm going to come back with you and I'm going to share. There's a, there is a divine responsibility and a level of power there that does not exist in almost any relationship I've seen out there especially people calling themselves relationship coaches and, oh, here's what you do to create a sacred relationship. It's bullshit. We're enabling each other and we're keeping each other in weakness. We're creating codependence. What happens when that relationship ends? You suddenly don't know how to heal yourself anymore? You can't do that by your... Who's going to heal you when you break up? We do this together. Give me a break. Mm -hmm. What happens when one of you dies? How are you going to heal the grief if you've lived a life together when, when one of you dies? How the hell are you going to have the power to heal that level of pain when you've never done it on your own? You know, there's a, a woman that I dated a, a couple of years ago and I remember t- telling her like, I, I need to get, you know, I don't want to be codependent anymore. And her response was like, well, I want you to be a little bit codependent. And beautiful honesty because be- <laughs> I, I had that, I had that same feeling too. And it was like, Oh, well, I, I want you to want me. And I, but that was the moment that I, I saw it in myself when she said that was like, mm. I feel the same way, but I wasn't being honest about that. Like mm-hmm. I wanted her to depend on me because mm-hmm. I'm the man and I want to provide for her as the woman, mm-hmm. you know, that that's part of who we are as men. And mm. it's no, that's not what love is. It's not what love yeah. is at all. Not at all. And it doesn't mean that it is never wonderful and beautiful and healthy to process together. I don't want anybody to misunderstand the teaching. It doesn't mean that. It's, you know, if you are, if a couple uh, loses a pet, a child dies, a family member passes away, something tragic happens. Absolutely. Those are beautiful, magnificent times to go in and process together if you two, if you're both capable of doing that. But here's my point about this. What if one of you isn't capable of doing that and something tragic happens and it hits you in a way that blindsides you Mm. and suddenly you're not processing together? Well, how are you going to do it then? If your if your partner goes into denial or they go to a real dark place, because that's real life. Hello, How, what are you going to do about that? Mm. Not heal and process what's happening because your partner can't do it with you because they're going to a dark place. No, the best thing you can do for your partner if anything like that ever happens is go inside, grow the power of your divinity even more, grow it more, grow that light, grow that love, nurture yourself through this. Because only as a powerful partner who doesn't judge their other partner are you going to be able to help your partner in any way. That's love. Beautiful. Yes. To all of the magnificent men listening right now, Masters of Self University has exciting news for you. Enrollment for our Divine Heart of Man program is now open. Based on the universal ways of oneness, the teachings in this program cannot be found anywhere else in the entire world. Your source of divine power does not come from outside of you. That's why tools like breathwork, meditation, plant ceremonies, and wilderness retreats can only take you so far. Temporary effects are not what we offer 
at Masters of Self University. We don't offer anything less than energetic alchemy. That means permanent healing and transformation for you. When you join this two-month guided journey into the divine heart of man, you'll learn how to stop forcing your life, your relationships, and your goals. You'll transform instead into a man that can connect to the source of divine power that expands your life, heals your relationships, and guides you to the achievement of your goals and desires. In this elite program, you will receive group learning and guidance, group healing, as well as one-on-one -on -one coaching, one-on-one -on -one healing sessions, and you will be guided and healed by highly trained, certified, mystical life coaches from Masters of Self University. So if you're ready, and I mean really ready, to stop searching, stop spinning your wheels, and to stop wasting your time and energy on things that cannot take you to the highest level possible, then sign up right now and join this transformational healing community for men. The Divine Heart of Man begins Thursday, May 26, 2022, and spots are limited. So be sure to sign up now so you don't miss this priceless opportunity. Go to www.mastersofselfuniversity.com and click on Divine Heart of Man to sign up now. It's, it's fascinating because I think that there's such a lack of awareness in love. There's so, there's no, no one really takes divine responsibility at all. Nope. It's constant blame. It's constant suffer with me. Yep. It, and, and if you really think about it, like codependency is, it's such weakness. It is. It's like, it's like people like being weak. Because that's that, all they that, know. That's mm. what I've I've felt, and I felt that in myself is it's almost like an an addiction to yeah. this this codependence, an addiction to this weakness, mm -hmm. um, and may, maybe that's a product of the ego just wanting to stay small. Yeah. And so when we move more into what it means to live from the heart, mm. you know, we can get away from all this suffering that it mm. really creates. Yeah, you got it. I think something that's been really profound for me is. Um, how I can drop in while I'm doing something else. So mm -hmm. like a perfect example was I had dinner with a friend that really triggers me. And like during the whole dinner, the whole, like I just have program after program running like judgment program of like your annoying program. And so I decided to drop in every time a negative feeling or a program that was just bringing her down came up and it was profound to be speaking with her talking and the programs up and I just drop in like love. And then it changes the energy of it. Yes. And I think a lot of people have a very hard time understanding what, well, what do you mean by drop into the heart because of the disconnect? But what I've learned, it's just getting out of your head, mm -hmm. you know, and understand, you know, the vibration of love. And I think being connected back with love has been, so profound in my healing journey because you realize that's the only remedy is that. Yeah, absolutely. And so two things on that. And the first is when you get more mastered in the work that we teach at masters of self that is exactly what tends to happen. 
You get triggered right in the moment of something. Oh, look at that. <laughs> My shit's coming up. And you drop into your heart and you grow the energy of your heart throughout your whole body and you embrace what's coming up right in the moment. And you could be in the middle of a conversation. You could be in the middle of dinner. You could be socializing somewhere. You could be at a party or a gathering and you're doing it as you walk and move through life. That's the beautiful. And then you're healing and transmuting stuff as it comes up real time. That's the best part about it. That's how efficient you can become with this work. That's number. And that's how you're living as heart centered beings truly. Mm -hmm. So the other thing is with people who really don't know what it means to drop into their heart and connect there, I take them through an exercise where you you know, get comfortable, you take, close your eyes, take a couple of slow, deep breaths, and then you bring all of your tension and awareness to the center of your chest. And as you breathe, you are feeling inside of the body, you're feeling what it feels like as your chest rises on the in-breath and falls on the out-breath. And if you sit and take a breath and literally feel, that sensation when you are focused on the center of your chest, that brings you into your body. You cannot be thinking and feeling that at the same time. You can only do one or the other. So you're either thinking about what this feels like mm. or you're feeling what this feels like. Mm. And that is the first step at, okay, I want to connect to my heart chakra. I want to connect to my heart center. How do I do that? I drop in and I practice feeling what it feels like. There is a sensation in the body mm. when I breathe. And I'm going to answer the question that a lot of people are thinking right now. Wasn't well, this breath work? Fuck no. <laughs> not that it's bad. I'm never putting any other tool down. It's not about putting a tool down. No, it's the first step to go inside of the body and connect to an energy center that is there but invisible to you. Mm. How do you know you're connected there? Your physical body starts to change. When you're there and you're connected to your heart center, it immediately activates and triggers um, chemical releases in the brain. All those happy, wonderful, calming chemicals. And they just start releasing from the brain when you are actually connected to your heart center. Mm -hmm. And then you start to feel more relaxed or more peaceful or calmer. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you feel that, that's how you know for you, you just connected to your heart center. There is a physical reaction in the body when you're there. Mm. That's how you start. If, you, if you've never known how to do it before, that's the place that you start with that. Mm. For me, I started a lot with the breath and then halfway, about three months into the course, I remember bringing it up to you and you said, you know, you've got to drop the breath. Um, and so what I do now is, and it's way quicker, is I'll start with a few deep, slow breaths and then I'll forget about the breath and I'll, mm -hmm. cause I'll be able to just find the feeling. And there's a word you use in a recorded meditation that I think is spot on. And it you you talk about your heart glowing mm. and I always go in and I'm say to myself, let me feel the glow of my heart. 
And then I go into that and expand that. And for me, that was the real word that mm-hmm. I was able, because sometimes you can't always feel your chest expanding with a massive light, but just take a moment, just sit there and just see if you can feel a very light glow mm. Just and just start there mm. and it will build and that glow will grow brighter and brighter the more and more that you do this work. Now, when I first started kind of my personal development journey, it was when I was going into some severe depression. And I remember listening to Joe Dispenza and he talks a lot about the head and heart coherence and I love his work. Um, But I was really struggling with emotional flatlining. I didn't have any emotion, no happy or sad. Mm -hmm. If anyone out there is listening to this and is like, oh, great, you can just connect to your heart, you know. If I heard this four years ago or three years ago, I wouldn't have been able to actually feel my heart uh, Mm -hmm. because there was trauma there that was blocking it. What would you say to someone like me? Oh, this beautiful question. So the first thing is in our coaching programs that we offer with our certified coaches, it takes you step by step by step. You don't have to feel. It is okay. That's where you're at right there. We'll start with mental programs you're running. That's where we'll start. That's number one. Number two, I can't feel. Why can't I feel? I cannot feel because do I feel numb? Am I shutting out? Oh, great. That means numbness program is there. Let's bring love to that. Then we work with that because that's the one that's showing itself. That's the one that's trying to protect you from feeling anything too painful, too scary that I don't feel capable of being able to process on my own. Oh, look at that powerlessness program. I'm incapable program is there. That is the perfect place to start. You don't have to be in any other place or space than the one that you are in. Where you're at is perfect. You don't have to be different than who you are right here, right now, no matter what those wounds are, no matter what those programs are. That is where we start. We start with you. That is the perfect place. There is no other perfect place than who you are. Mm. Mm. So beautifully said. Um, One of the videos I watched, you talked about, it's not that heart energy heals, it's cosmic love that heals. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted you to go deeply into that because it really hit, even though I couldn't grasp the, 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 you know, the, the bigness of that, um, it hit. And so I would love if you could go deeper into that. Yeah. So oftentimes I'm going to start with this. When we talk, when we use the word heal, Mm. most of the time what we have created is an energetic code that says, go away. I want this to go away. That's Mm. not healing. Mm. I was trapped in that in Peru. Mm -hmm. I was, it was the big realization I had when I was uh, doing an ayahuasca retreat is my expectation to heal was Mm -hmm. the main resistance that was blocking me to heal. And until I got to a place of surrender, then things started to flow. Yeah. And it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful because when we want things to heal, we really want them to go away. I don't want to experience this anymore. Mm -hmm. And we're very far away from what love actually is. Think about that. I don't like you. I want you to go away. Do you feel loved by me? Mm -mm. 
quite the opposite. And yet we do that to ourselves. We abandon ourselves constantly. Every single time we refuse to go into our pain, see our pain, see our program. When we refuse to go into them and nurture them and love them and embrace them, we are the farthest thing from love. So to get to the cosmic love, we have to first learn as humans to just embrace the pain and go in and stop rejecting it, stop abandoning it, stop, um, you know, shaming it. The abandonment programs that we run, we constantly abandon ourselves and we have no idea we're doing it. And then we wonder why we feel lonely. When you feel lonely, if you're constantly abandoned, and yet we do it to ourselves constantly because, oh, wait, I don't want to feel this way. Oh, there's anxiety. Get it to go away. Pop the pill. Smoke the weed. Do whatever. All of that keeps you in weakness. Mm-hmm. What actually alchemizes all of these things is the cosmic love of the universe. It is the energy of the universe. You can't open up to that when you're closed off from feeling anything. Mm-hmm. So it's learning and the human part of us to open and to realize fear is just fear. It's just another damn program running. You just be afraid of going into your pain. You just start with that program of fear and we're going to transform that one first because that's there blocking the ability of cosmic love being able to enter in and flow through you and transform what is there. Wow. Yeah. It's really deep. It's really deep stuff. Um, What was coming up for me was, I think as a highly sensitive person, um, I'd never, I never knew how to um, understand myself. I felt like I was always feeling so much. I was always, it just always felt so overwhelming. And I remember in class one time I was crying and you were helping me out and um, you said, because I'm an HSP, it's going to be an extra layer of healing. And I feel like I've been so hard on myself for feeling so much. Like there's something Mm -hmm. wrong with me. I've, Mm -hmm. I've always said that, you know, and then you go to the doctor and they give you antidepressants and they go home. Like, you know, it's just this constant covering up, covering up, covering up, covering up. And in this work, I you know, see and understand truly like what it means to really, you know, embrace oneself. But could you give a little love to the HSPs out there where, you know, so (laughs) many of us are just like trying to just understand all the levels here within us? Absolutely. So, um, you know, like, like many of you as an HSP myself, uh, it, man, is it a struggle when the world doesn't understand what this Mm -hmm. stuff is? You know, I mean, highly sensitive person, that that phrase wasn't even coined until 1999, you know, so it didn't even exist until then, all the research that was being done. And that's, it hasn't been very long that we've had the understanding of what this is, you know, um, and that's, that's my hair. That's when I grew up. So it didn't even exist. The word didn't even exist to describe part of what you are, right? Your essence. Mm-hmm. So I will say this, when as a highly sensitive person, the most important thing you can learn to do is transform the wounds and the programs that you personally have. You have got to do that first Mm -hmm. because what happens is 
when you understand subtle energies, and again, that's what's taught in all of our programs, our coaching programs, our mystical life coach certification for all of it, is your wound, when you feel what someone else is feeling near you, when you feel in yourself their anxiety and you start processing very, very, very deeply the stuff that you feel, that is how your nervous system functions. There's no such thing as that healing. There's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> it's not a disease. You know, it is the way your nervous system processes what it is sensing and feeling, mm-hmm. and it processes extraordinarily deeply and intensely. Mm-hmm. You can see how that would be overwhelming or it can cause fatigue or, you know, kids are labeled as shy. They're not shy at all. It's just I'm feeling everything in this room right now. Get me the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't feel good. So the problem is with a lot of HSPs is they have, of course, you're human. So you have your own programs, your own wounds. But when you feel other people's, it also activates yours when you're unhealed. Mm-hmm. And so the challenge is, oh my God, now I'm really overwhelmed mm-hmm. because I'm being hit from outside and inside all at the same time. Yes. Yes. And then I'm labeled as just depressed or anxiety disorder and all this shit. Mm. And then here, take your pharmaceuticals or your plant medicine, whatever the hell you want to do to suppress and try to get rid of it instead of stepping into your power, Mm. healing yourself from the inside out. And then when you realize you're picking up on other people's stuff, it very simple techniques at that point in time to manage the energies around you as you move through your world. Mm. I had, uh, I think I shared in the class, I don't know if I shared on this podcast, but um, a couple of months ago, I work in a hotel and someone came into the back and they were really hectic and frantic. And I thought they were, they were panicked and they were busy and I thought they were pissed off at me and they were Mm. projecting all this frustration and anger and I internalized it and I started feeling like I'd done something wrong and like, and then all of a sudden I was like, hang on, is this even mine? And I Mm -hmm. took a moment and I dropped in. It wasn't even mine. And I'd been living my entire, I'm 29, been living 29 years of my life, going around, picking up on other people's programs, internalizing them and processing like they were my own. And that was the first time that I was able to just drop in, grow my light and just see, I was like, yeah, this is is all him. Yeah. And uh, in that moment, everything changed. Yeah. Isn't so it anyone freeing? listening, yeah, that's the power that this work can do. Mm. It's it's something so small, and you, and you might not have the awareness to even notice it in your life yet because mm. mm-hmm. you you don't know when you are triggered, which mm. is one of the things that we look at. Um, but it's so freeing. Yes, yeah. you know, it's so freeing. So freeing, and and a lot of people will ask, like, can I just heal and clear this out, like, real quick? And it's well, it's a it's a process of learning. If my stuff got activated in the meantime, I need to heal that. Hmm. otherwise I can't tell the difference between my stuff and other people's stuff. People ask me all the time over the years, how do you discern the difference between your own stuff and your own triggers, your own unhealed stuff and, and other people's stuff? Well, that's the problem, isn't it? Hmm. See, a healed person can tell the difference. You want to tell the difference, heal yourself. Hmm. You, want to, you want that discernment. You want the skill of discernment requires you to heal yourself. Mm-hmm. Because if you're healed and whole, of course, this isn't mine. (laughs) I've already healed my stuff. Mm. 
Mm. It's not in me anymore. So the other thing I want to mention quickly is because a lot of times um, highly sensitive persons or empaths are, well, how can I not feel people's stuff? Oh, that's like saying, how can I change my skin color? Mm. You were born with it. That is who you are. Stop trying to change who you are. That is self-hatred. That is not love. That is not self-love. The fact that we're so sensitive to things means we are meant to feel other people's things. How do you think I heal people so goddamn profoundly? Because I feel everything. I feel it all. I feel it in my own body as if it's mine. I feel it on the inside of me. Your pain I feel inside of me. I know exactly where it is. I know exactly what it is, the intensity of it. And even if you can't feel all of it because you're numb to it, I can feel it. Doesn't that make me the incredible healer? I can guide you into powerful transformational healing with stuff that you don't even know is there. You don't understand that is what is wreaking havoc on your relationships, or that is what's causing you to be in scarcity, or that is what's causing you to self-sabotage. I can feel it. Do you see the gift in that to other people? Mm -hmm. And that is often being able to do that as an empath, as a highly sensitive, for example, that is your gift to use for other people. You will never not feel that stuff. You don't need to take it on like it's yours, though. That's the difference. And that comes with skills, gaining skills, and the practice of working with energy so I don't pull your stuff into me. I feel it. Great. I know what I need to know about you that allows me to guide you into healing. Mm. And then I take that and I get rid- get that shit out of my own body because I don't want it staying in there. You feel like shit. <laughs> You see it? Yeah. Um, just to go off a little on that, I remember I brought up to you that I was um, home making a sandwich and I was perfectly fine. And then all of a sudden my heart started racing and I just started feeling all this anxiety and my mind started just going crazy. And I took a moment and I was like, what is this? And where did this come from? And when I dropped in, I realized it wasn't mine. And in that moment, I was like, all I have to do is love this anxiety. That's all yeah. I have to do. And the moment I did that, I was back to normal. And yep. That is the power of this work. That is the power of this work. That simple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rachel, that simple. You, would you say that self-love is the, the gateway into the other side? It can be, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to take the word self out of that. Because once we really open up to what love actually is, the beingness of love, there is no gateway. There is only oneness. Mm. See it? Mm -hmm. So we create the block to the other side, to divinity, to all these things that we can't see or feel or touch with our hands. We create the closed door to that because we are closed. Because we're not the beingness of love. If we open up more and more to our divine power, which means unconditional love, they go, they're one and the same. We open more and more to the enlightened characteristics of the universal ways of oneness, for example. When we open more to that and we are the beingness of that, you are opening to the oneness of everything. And that is the only truth that exists. Mm. That is the only real truth that exists, is oneness. 
And so when you are opening more to that, then of course those other things are allowed to flow in and integrate and be a part of your everyday experience all the time. Because mm. we're not, se that separation is an illusion. We create it, we live it out, and we pretend it's real because we believe it's real because we're in our little small egoic cells and we love to make everybody separate and people are superior and people are inferior and we love to play our victim consciousness and all that nonsense that we do. But the more you heal, the more you develop your, your divine power and the more you raise that level of consciousness, which is a beingness of oneness, you realize there is no gateway. There is only one way. Mm. I am the way you become the way mm. and that's what oneness is Oof. you had me say something in the first class I am the way of connection and I had to ask you to really go deeper into that so could you talk that because that I say it all the time all the time now can you talk a little so, bit about what that means yeah yeah, so that was a specific healing that I did to you to mm. connect your human self to your soul mm. and to the universe so that you could be fully 100% in connection to your higher soul, to divinity, to the universe. Mm. Those are the psychic healing sessions that I do for people. So if anybody wants one of those, you can go to the website, go to mastersofselfuniversity.com, and you can just schedule one right now if you want to. But those are the psychic healing sessions that I do. It is never, ever, ever an affirmation. Never. I don't deal with surface level stuff. I deal to the deepest level of how energy works within us. So when I connected you with that way of oneness and the universal ways of oneness, just to mention to people, um, the universal ways of oneness are what I am here as a spiritual teacher to bring to the world and to teach. So when you were like, I don't know what you're talking about. I know you don't. Be patient. <laughs> there are teachings of that coming, but no, no one else in the world teaches this. It doesn't exist anywhere other than Masters of Self University. You need to know that. So the psychic healing sessions and the way that the teachings and the things that we offer at Masters of Self University, when you learn what it means energetically to connect all of that piece, like the piece of the divinity, the higher soul, the universe, direct, directly connected to source in some cases, that connects you to your human self and your soul then can integrate more and more fully into your physical experience, into your body. And that's part of what the way of connection does. And once somebody has been gifted that a specific way of oneness, you were gifted the way of connection. It connects you permanently forever. Mm. That is who you are now. And you now have the ability to continue to heal yourself with that way because you now are the way. Mm. I am the way. Mm. So it's integrated because I am the way. I am always connected. I can never be alone when I am the way of connection because I always have me. Mm. You see it? That's the mm. gift. So it, it's on an energetic level. It's on a soul level. It's on a heart level. Mm. Oof. That's why um, you got to take care of yourself because uh, you only got you. <laughs> yep. 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 Uh, Please check out mastersofselfuniversity.com to work with Rachel, to work with one of our amazing coaches. By the time this comes out, Danny will be a certified coach. So work with Danny. Um, Rachel, thank you so much for being here. I know that we're going to have so many more episodes with you. Um, thank you. And uh, to mm -hmm. everyone at home, we will see you guys next time. 
Bye. See you next time, everybody.